Yo, I remember Sunday mornings back in 1996 Right in front of the television Mama can't tell me shit Do the dishes, boy Rocket power on, let me skip Nah, never said that I ain't crazy, let's reminisce Chubby boy trying to figure out life And play his part Voice on TV asking me If I'm afraid of the dark Nah, never was Help me grow into something proper Beating beats Got him screaming out Ah, I'm a real monster I got in the sports late You never would see me dribble Mama gave birth to a genius They calling it Didi Pickle I'm in Dexter's lab, trying to check out them death toys After that, chilling with Ralph, making fun of them head boys Pop's not around, I'm learning from Uncle Phil and Bill Cosby I get in the situation, they got me 25 Still awaiting my letter from Hogwarts Yo, this 90s kid is still like a child of some sort Man. Hello and welcome to the Master Mediocrity Podcast. I'm your host, Max Kesslering, and I'm here with the co-host, with the most, Fraser Kesslering. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm doing well. <laughs> That's good. So, sorry about last week. Uh, we intended to give you guys a podcast, but we had the same technical errors we had the time before. So, um, we're going to give you a short one this week, and hopefully everything turns out as intended. Uh, we th- think we may have fixed what's going on, um, but if we have to do something else, it might be another week without us, so cross your fingers. Oh, it's my turn? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get into the games. Uh, first off, we picked some games. We know who we picked, but we don't have to talk about them. Did, so we picked records, all the same teams, right? Yeah, but I'm not gonna tell them who we picked. It was that bad. It was fine, but they don't need to know. Okay, I honestly don't even remember. I'm like, it a, doesn't help a, us. I have a goldfish brain. It doesn't help us, so I'm not gonna tell anybody. Okay. <laughs> um, sounds, sounds fun to me. <laughs> sounds fun to me. Uh, so we're gonna keep doing. We're gonna give you two games and two games to look into. Uh, two games from last week. Let's start off with uh there are two you know night games two marquee matchups that were really fun to watch first one was the chiefs versus the patriots um the offensive afc bowl yeah hopefully we'll be able to see that in the afc championship um that's probably the most exciting matchup that we'll see um it's a great idea of kind of what the nfl is kind of turned into a little bit just crazy high-powered offenses you know it's basically like flag football uh not a lot of defense um high scoring a lot of excitement um you know some beer throwing in people's faces um some birds flipped off um yeah so all around a pretty fun game yeah i really enjoyed it uh i think the biggest question Coming out of it is, do the Patriots or can the Chiefs take over the mantle for the Patriots and be the AFC's best team for the years to come? I think they could. Um, they have the best young quarterback right now, um, specifically in the AFC. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. They have, they have a great coach. Um, if they could get a defense to go behind. And it's not like the Chiefs in the past haven't had good defenses. Um, they're just missing some people right now. And, and who knows, if a couple of drafts from now, they might be able to uh, you know, cultivate a, a good defense. 
Totally. Well, in this game, At there was passable, absolutely no defense. A, a passable yeah. defense, you know? Yeah. Um, so, similar, I mean, the Patriots got to the Super Bowl last year with a pretty mediocre defense, if not a terrible defense. So. Outright bad defense. Yeah, I mean, what did they give up? Uh, 40-something points in, in the Super Bowl? Do you think that offense is more important than defense now? That's a good question. Because... I don't know, because you still see teams like, you know, the Jaguars or uh, two years ago. The Jaguars have been bad this year. (laughs) They have been bad. Um, Yeah. But most recently, you know, the Broncos, they won their championships on on defense. Um, The Seahawks, they won a lot of their their championships off defense. Um, But I think it's swung a little bit where you know, could go either way. Where an extremely high-powered offense can beat. I think the key is if you have a really good defense, you can't. Ha- you can no longer have a terrible offense. Do you know what can't I'm saying? Can't have Blake Bortles. Yeah. Yeah. You need a little more... Um, you just need a little more something coming from the offensive side of the ball. It can't also it can't be an embarrassment. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is? Do you think a lot of people would point to the rules changes as to why um, this all happened? I, I I don't know. I think people are overreacting to the rules and kind of blaming them for all of how football is happening. But I think everything goes in ebbs and flows. So like. The teams of the last, you know, a lot of teams the last 10 years, you've been talking about Broncos, Seahawks, um, they were built off of defense. And then, you know, the offenses had to adjust. And I think um, things that the Patriots and things that the Chiefs are doing are very innovative. And they're bringing things from uh, different levels of football into the NFL and it's been really exciting to watch and I don't think it's just because the rules have changed you see a lot of players getting more strip sacks um, instead of going for the sack itself Um, you see a lot of players actually hitting in the right zones Um, I I think that everything changes for a reason and I think the NFL is actually getting better I've actually had more fun watching this year than previous years because I think the players are adapting, the league's adapting, and it's putting out a, a really fun and entertaining product. And this game is exactly why. Um, we're having less injuries this year um, for whatever reason. I, I don't think that um, the rules have hurt that in any way. I think it's only helped it. So I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I don't think we're done seeing the dominant defenses. I think you always have to have some level of defense, but... Uh, It'd be interesting to see if offense kind of took over this decade. Yeah, and what you said earlier about how the NFL is starting to adapt, you know, different. It used to have, it used to be where you know college and high school would kind of steal from, um, steal from the NFL, and now the case is where the NFL is actually stealing a little bit from college and taking some of the uh, ingenuity um, and special plays that college offenses kind of draw up and they're adapting it into the NFL format, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, this year there has been less injuries. Um, I don't know if we can totally contribute that to the, um, the, the new rule changes. 
Um, mm-hmm. Maybe just less big name people have been injured this year. But I, I, yeah, I don't it's know. been a lot. It seemed a lot more prevalent last year that we we're talking about injuries every single week. This year, yeah, people are injured, but like, it's a lot of like two two week things, three week things, which I think is going to happen in football. But we haven't seen like the catastrophic blowout knee injuries uh, to like JJ Watt and Odell Beckham, and you know what I mean. Um, yeah, a fair amount of those injuries weren't because of a hit, though. A lot of those were due to, uh, you know, those knee injuries come from non-contact. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But um, what you were saying about the high-scoring offenses, um, I had a point. You got it? Is it in there? Can it's you find it? somewhere. I'm racking my brain. Um Oh, the rule changes. For you. Oh. The rule changes definitely, I think, have had some sort of effect, and everything has kind of geared towards more offense. You know, the same way that the NBA has get, been geared to more towards more offense with the hand checking and that kind of stuff, allowing James Harden to travel. Um, <laughs> it just, it you know, in the NFL there's more pass interference you're not allowed to touch the wide receiver pretty much at all um you weren't back in the day you couldn't cross the middle now people can cross the middle almost at will um so just small things like that have helped uh the offenses stay on the field longer you know opening up certain areas making it you know these things that make marginal differences for the defense make it marginally more difficult to play defense. Uh, Over time, those things add up. Um, I'm not putting everything on the rule changes. I definitely think that has an effect, though, uh, at the same way that the play calling. But I think they kind of go hand in hand a little bit because these rules are in place. It allows play calling to be opened up um, and all that kind of stuff. Totally. All right. Let's get back into this game specifically. Um, Fraser? Yeah. I'm on, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm here. What's up? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I lost you for a moment. Nope, so let's get back good. into this game real quick. Uh, first thing I want to discuss is Travis Kelsey's better than Rob Gronkowski this year. Yup. Okay. <laughs> uh, secondly, I don't think Rob Gronkowski is, uh, far off from being, I think he's the number two though. Yeah. I think he's very close to what he's always been. And uh, for people that have been fantasy, don't be worried because what we saw at the end of this game is that when they do decide to focus on Gronk and give him the ball and design plays for him specifically, like they did with the tackle slip screen kind of thing that they did, uh, forgot how you'd put that, but they basically ran him inside of someone. It was a pick play for Gronk. And if you run those plays for Gronk, he will pick up 30 plus yards. Um, He can still bust it a play deep. Like, once they showed when they were running plays for him, um, he really broke out. He still had 97 yards. Yeah. Only on what, three catches. Three catches, though? And one of them so was like for- a 46-yard catch? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He can give you 46-plus-yard catches, which I don't think people thought he could do. They thought he was, you know, not able to move anymore. I, th- I think him getting a 40-plus-yard catch proves he definitely can. Yeah, I still think Travis Kelsey is superior. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm just I, saying. I don't know how close it is right now. It, I think Travis Kelsey is really freaking good. He's amazing. He has amazing hands. He's a little smaller. He's much quicker. Uh, he's not as imposing as Gronk is, but the dude can freaking move. And when you're talking about breaking a big play, I don't think there's any tight end really that can do it like him right now. Uh, you know, he can blo- he can do everything. He, you know, he's baby Gronk. Um, and now he is, I don't know, Papa Gronk or whatever you want to call it. He's son Gronk. <laughs> Uh, still great still great totally Uh, this just is the matchup of the two best tight ends in the league i thought so Mm -hmm. it was interesting to see i mean gronk had more yards but i think kelsey still showed that he was probably still the number one tight end um being really really impactful uh two things uh sony michelle uh with 100 yards and two touchdowns it's looking like it's a good pick actually yeah, he's been good. I didn't really see this coming. I haven't really paid any attention to him, honestly. Um, yeah, so I, I'm impressed with what he's been able to do. Um, you know, you never know what the Patriots are going to do as far as move their running backs around, get people different playing time, all that kind of stuff. Um, but he, he's been he's been great so far this year, um, and I, I don't see a reason why he can't continue to... Um, you know, have this high high floor and high ceiling. And on the other side of the ball, Tyreek Hill, is he the fastest player in the NFL? Yeah, I don't, it's not even close. That's the thing. <laughs> At the end of the year, they'll show like the top 10 fastest plays of the year and he'll be one through nine, you know? Uh, <laughs> Dude, he, that play he, where he caught the ball, went across the safety and just freaking flew past everybody. That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He was just like, all right, I'm gone. Yeah, roadrunner speed. Um, he's just kind of unstoppable. When he gets the ball, he, the way that Odell takes those slants and just breaks, you know, Trav, or, uh, Tyreek Hill has the same ability. He can take this tiny I'd say Tyreek Hill's better. Yes. <laughs> better at that. But Odell yeah. might have better hands. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and Odell is more polished of a route runner. Um, but Tyreek Hill is just, he, he's got that intangible, um, just game breaking speed that you can't really, it reminded me of the Khabib, uh, Connor fight. You know, you can bring in speedsters, you can bring in, you know, wrestlers who, you know, these freaking, where's, where's Khabib from? Kazakhstan? Dagestan. Dagestani yeah. wrestlers like but there's just a certain level of what you know Tyreek Hill could be bring where they're just unstoppable they're and different you, you, they're different than everyone else they're yeah. different than the closest person to them if mm-hmm. that makes sense like the closest speedster crazy route runner it, the difference between Tyreek Hill and like the next closest is is immeasurable you know it, it's crazy uh, so it's really cool to see him uh, just do his thing. And they just have so many like offensive weapons. They can just do whatever they want. It's fun to watch. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, your Packers in the nightcap. Oh, I wanted to say one thing about the last game. We saw okay. the first time where these tackling of the QB rules affected the game. 
for with the QB not getting tackled. Thoughts? Yeah. When Tom uh, Brady was on I the I don't have a lot of thoughts line, to be honest. He got Yeah, I saw up, it. No, I know. And instead of getting slammed down because you're not allowed to do that anymore, he was able to I break think he free. Just lost when has his... Tom Brady ever broken a tackle? What, 2006? When has Eli ever brought, broken a tackle? But he did it in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but t- he kind of just like wiggled out of it. Like Tom Brady shook that tackle. Tom Brady is <laughs> 74. Tom Brady hasn't shook a tackle since 03. So I think that definitely had some effect on that play. I I think it was more overblown a little bit because I do think he was kind of in a weird body position. And I've seen people get out of tackles because the tackler is just like not in a good form. So maybe it had an effect on how he tackled him. And I agree with what you're saying. But I think it was slightly overblown because I think he still would have kind of gotten that off. I agree to degree. Okay, so you disagree completely. That's I don't fine. really agree with that. I think yeah. Tom Brady has never shook a tackle before, so it was kind of crazy <laughs> to see. I guess it was kind of crazy to see. I think it had a little impact on how he was tackling him, but yeah, I, I get it. We'll figure it. I think it's. I think it was. I think it's just interesting. Something to yeah to, to notice. Something to chew on. Let's look. We'll look into that maybe next week because if more of this keeps happening, then it's a longer discussion. Okay. Well, that was a brief um, discussion, so that's fine. Perfect. So we're gonna move on to the next game. Frazier's yeah. uh, very mediocre Green Bay Packers, the t- the NFL team of the massive mediocrity. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers above mediocre. They're, they're, you watch your damn mouth. So they're mediocre. Two and one. They're so freaking. They couldn't even get a freaking another loss. They had to tie. That's they're mediocre, Frazier. By the definition of mediocre, they are not. You want to hear? There's this crazy stat about the Redskins. Sure. So the Redskins, they're la- it like okay. So the last two games, they're one and one. Their last okay. four games, they're two and two. Last eight, okay. they're four and four. <laughs> last ten, they're five and five. <laughs> Dude, I I can't. It goes all the way to thirty two. Their last thirty two games, they're sixteen and sixteen. <laughs> shout out to the redskins actual it's some crazy thing like team. that dude it's insane like you have to look it up because i didn't i didn't even do it service i was talking about this the other day but it was really crazy i couldn't believe it i was like this is nuts so for the last two seasons yeah they're 50 50 50 we'll talk about that in this week's matchup um Let's finish talking about your Packers. Yeah. They had to come back to win this game over CJ Beathard, the fighting CJ Beathards in San Francisco with I love mustard. How, I love the and negative cheese. spin that you're putting on this like Aaron Rodgers great comeback. <laughs> the Packers aren't good, but you don't have to shit on the Packers the whole time. I do. I need to bring you down. Dude, you're going to bring them back up. To. No, I really know they're not very good. I okay. really do. I know that they're not that great of a team. Mike McCarthy needs, still needs to get fired. Uh, which I, which we are been right on this podcast for multiple weeks. Dude, they have some good pieces. Kenny Clark is really good. He's a he's an elite interior defenseman. Um, he's awesome. He's really fun to watch. They have zero- <laughs> an interior defenseman. Sounds like a guy that once you break the castle, he's an interior defenseman. Yeah. 
you you freaking put your life on that guy. He's awesome. He's so much fun to watch. They have no outside linebackers. Zero outside linebackers. They their their cornerbacks are becoming interesting though. Kevin King's look pretty good. They better. They have about thirty five of them. They do. They got a ton, but that's fine. They need them. They need them. They're young. They have a good. That's how the NFL goes. Yep. They have a lot of young cornerbacks who have high ceilings. So that's exciting. But right now, they're just not that good. Uh, That's pretty much all I have to say. Aaron Rodgers is incredible. Um, He's thrown for. So incredible. He's thrown for (laughs) almost 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, and only one interception. He was amazing in that game. Yeah. Some, we're going to find out after the season something's wrong with that leg. It looks good now. I'll be honest. They're on he body. still gets hit on it, and it like, yeah, it he, definitely doesn't look right. It, it gets me a little nervous, um, but he does look pretty good, and he wants to take the cast off, or not the cast, the brace off uh, after this bye week. So we'll see. Um, I will say on San Francisco, Matt Breida looked really good. Um, He's he, he was shifty, really man. impressive running the ball. Um, they're probably slightly regretting this Jarek McKinnon, uh, contract. Signing. It's too much. Yeah. That's and a- CJ Beathard though. Wasn't that bad. No, he was good. He, he was good. He, he hit some, he hit Goodwin on that crazy long pass in stride. Mm-hmm. See the CJ Beathard. It, you wouldn't if you didn't if you didn't watch football and you saw this game you wouldn't really known that he wasn't a starting quarterback. I think I thought C.J. Beathard was pretty good, and they got some good pieces. George Kittle's good. Um, Marquise Goodwin showed up. Matt Burrito was good. They Do you think Marquise Goodwin's back? He's back. He's he's not what he w- was hyped up to be at the beginning of the season, but I think he's pretty good. For fancy, you think he's a, a wide receiver three? He's a wide receiver three through flex weeks, through through the bye gauntlet. I'd say in a pinch, depending on matchup, he's probably a decent option. But as far as the long-term play, I don't really think so. I think he'll be ranked in like the low to mid-30s every week, something like that. I don't know. Hopefully you have better options. But Yep. That's exactly what, what I was thinking. You- what did you think about this week's game? About the Packers versus Niners? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was interesting to see the Packers having to come back once again uh, and Aaron Rodgers being able to bail them out. Um, I wasn't impressed with them, really. Uh, I think they need to continue to give the ball to Aaron Jones more. Yeah. Uh, only eight rushes. It, give the, him the ball. I mean, Rodgers is doing way too much, and Aaron Jones has proven he can do it. Mm-hmm. And what I've been impressed with him is he's been good in pass protection. That That's always been his biggest knock, and he's done a good job with it so far. So I, I feel confident in what he's been doing. They need to get him the ball more for sure. And the Packers look good in spurts. You know, the first mm-hmm. quarter, first two quarters, they look great. Or first quarter, they look great. And then all of a sudden, they stalled out to like the fourth quarter. That NFC North is very interesting to me with those three teams that are kind of at the bottom because it's, it's the Vikings number one, in my opinion. Uh, then according the to Bra- this rankings, they're third. The Vikings. 
the it goes Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota. It, the, the divisional rankings. That's what it is. Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit. That's how it goes. Okay. Chicago's three and two. Packers are three, two, and one. Same thing with Minnesota, and then Detroit's two and three. Yeah, but the Packers so are, are the, above Minnesota. Who are the Vikings' losses? The Vikings' losses were to the the Bills, which I'm not counting. That game was bizarre. They got and then spanked by the Bills. Then they beat the Rams, right? But okay, I, okay. So it's kind of hard to tell. This whole division, yeah, just, you don't know. No, dude, you're so right, dude. You're so right. Thank you, thank you, Fraser. Thank you for the questioning Bears, me. The Bears have lost to, uh, they lost the Packers and they lost to Miami. I don't think either of those teams are great. So it's like the top three team, and then Detroit. Who knows what the hell Detroit is? They doing. beat the Packers. They beat and, the Packers and and the Patriots and the Patriots, and then they lost to like three bad teams. <laughs> so I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Let's just chalk it up. This this division's a shit show. It is. Anyone could come out. So that's kind of exciting. But that's about it. <laughs> totally. All right, we'll move on to this week's games. Uh, we'll break them down for you. Two games we thought were super interesting and we wanted to discuss were the Saints and the Ravens. And then the other game was the uh, Cowboys and Redskins because it's the divisional matchup. So we're going to start with the Ravens and the Saints. Uh, who do you got in this matchup and why do you think they're going to pull it out? Ravens and the Saints. I'll probably put my money on the Saints. I think the Saints have a better um, team. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what you got. Better. Mark Ingram <laughs> okay. has made a big impact on the on the the fact that now they can run the ball a little more. Um, not that they couldn't with Kamara, but Kamara's not the same kind of grinder that Mark Ingram is. Dude, Mark Ingram's good. He can ball. So yeah, Mark Ingram it, is nice really good. It's nice to have him back. Um yeah, Saints look like they're, you know, picking up a little bit. So I'm gonna go against you and I'm taking the Ravens at home. We've known forever that New Orleans is not the same on the road. Um and this Baltimore defense is proving to be super solid, especially their pass defense. Uh they give up no no points last week. Uh only twelve, fourteen 14 like they've held people under 20 under 15 points for the last four weeks and the offense isn't that bad either i mean yeah they had a little bit of a hiccup against the browns uh but last week they had no problem against the titans defense who had been good they had 11 sacks on defense going back to defense they had 11 sacks the most like ever basically i don't have the stat on that one but they fucking sacked Mariota over and over again um, I think this offense has enough to give with John Brown and Michael Crabtree and Willie Sneed uh, to, you know, with this good defense, I think that's going to give the Saints a lot of problems. So I'm picking the Ravens in this one at home. Um, if they're, they're probably underdogs in this game, and if they're getting points, um, I would take those points. Okay. The thing with Drew Brees is, or the, the Saints is, they're not going to have to depend on Drew Brees, I don't think, as much right now. Just because they have so many other options, so many other weapons that can move the ball and score points. Um, yeah, I think that's why the Saints might be a little more dynamic, uh, especially on the road now. Um, so I'm not as concerned with that. Drew Brees still going to put up points. 
Um, I have been impressed with Willie, Willie Sneed, though. He had a really disappointing year last year. Frazier? Uh, and he, he, huh? Yo. Where'd you go? There. Right here. And we're back, and we're talking about the Saints and the Ravens. Frazier, what did you have to say about the, that game? I was saying Willie Sneed has been playing pretty well. Um, I've been impressed with him so far. He had a disappointing year last year, but he seems to be doing pretty well this year. Um, John Brown, he he's missed some time, right? Uh, I don't think he's missed any this year. Maybe no? at the beginning of the year. But he's been pretty healthy. I mean, he's got that... Uh, He's like a heart sickle condition cell. or something. A sickle, sickle cell, cell. yeah. So and he's prone Montgomery to getting injured. Habit. Oh, really? Yep. It, it, basically, uh, what that is is it makes it more difficult for it, you. Heal slower. Okay. Yeah, but he's been pretty good this year, so he's been fairly healthy. Cool. So you can see those receivers actually playing well this game. Yeah, the Saints are nothing real special uh, when it comes to defense. But I was just saying, this. I think the Saints have a lot of weapons on offense. And they don't have to completely depend on Drew Brees having an excellent game anymore, which is what they kind of had to do in the past. Totally. All right, we're moving on to the last game. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cowboys and the Redskins. Frazier already said that the Redskins are the most mediocre team in the history of the NFL. Over the last 32 games, they're 16-16. and 16. So that's amazing. Good for them. Shout out to the Redskins. Yeah, we're really proud of you guys. Uh, Redskins are at home. Uh, who do you got in this game, and why? Who? Uh, it's Redskins. Who are they playing again? The Cowgirls. Oh, Redskins, Cowboys. Cowboys were impressive <laughs> last week. Such an insensitive way of saying that. <laughs> uh, they they were they were impressive last week. They put up forty. They put a forty burger up on the on the. The freaking Jaguars, so freaking Jaguars, Jaguars, freaking the flying big Blake Dave Bortles, uh, that's a that's a quote, not a quote, but that's a <laughs> homage to the good place, David Bortles. David Bortles, it's uh, not David Bortles. Dave, how could you miss up the best the best quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> David Bortles, uh, Cowboys. Dak, they they need to run Dak more. Dak ran awesome, man. He was really good. He was he was excellent. They got him out on some naked boots. They got him moving around a little more. He was making plays. Uh, Zeke Zeke had touchdown. I think it was his first touchdown in the last three games. Uh, rushing touchdown. Uh, Cole Beasley had his first touchdown in forever. He had two last game. He had a crazy game. Yeah, the he Reds did. He was going, out of his mind. The Redskins are like actually all right though. The Redskins yeah. are a pretty good team. They're kind of one of those teams that no one really talks about. I like uh, ever. <laughs> like ever. The one thing that's going to hurt them is Chris Thompson. It doesn't look like he'll play from what I've heard. Um, Adrian Peterson's been running angry. He's been running like his kid did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So he's been running good. Oh um, my gosh! He's had a little bit of a resurgence, which is kind of cool to see. Um, not a huge AP fan, just as being a you know a longtime Packers fan, he ran all over the Packers. But the Redskins aren't bad. They they got some pieces. 
Defense has been solid. But the Cowboys, I just have a hard time betting on the Clapper. Uh, where is this game at again? It's in Washington. Then I'm, I'm going to take the Redskins, the Deadskins. Mm-hmm. That's probably who I'm going to take. Um, Zeke no, might have a little... Who it's not probably who you're going to take. It's definitely who you're going to take. That's who I'm going to take, yeah. All right, there it is. Yeah, that's who I'm going to take. Um, the Redskins have a pretty good run defense. Um, yeah, I just like them a little more in this game. Yeah, I got the Redskins also. Um, I think the last week was a one-week aberration for the Cowboys. Um, their offense was pretty anemic, and they have absolutely no outside options uh, before that game. Um, you know, they have a couple wins on you know the Giants and the Lions, and now the Jaguars, but uh, no no major wins. I think the Redskins' wins are a lot better than that. The Redskins have wins over the Panthers, who I think are a legit team. I think yeah. they're a solid solid team. Uh, they lost to the Saints, but the Saints were juggernaut that week. Like. You can't blame them too bad. They put up 31 on the Packers and kind of beat them down pretty bad. Um, and I don't know how they lose some of these games, but they lost to the Colts. Colts still don't make any sense to me. I don't really know what they do well yet. Um, but that's the NFL for you. Um, I'm taking the Redskins as well at home. Um, I like both home teams this week. Uh, but I... I it's going to be on Dak's shoulders. If Dak plays like a you know top 10 quarterback, then they can win this game. But I think Alex Smith, with the lack of um, turnovers and limiting you know negative plays, I think the Redskins pull this one out. Word. I agree. Cool. Uh, you want to wrap this one up? Yeah, man. Put a bow on it. All right. Oh, uh, as, yo. What? Shout out to the yeah. NBA. NBA shout is out back. Shout out to the NBA. So we'll be so sprinkling guess- in... Some uh, some little NBA stuff. Uh, just let us know what you want to hear, or don't. Doesn't matter. We're still gonna talk about it. Yeah. Well, I think we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about it after this podcast. But we'll probably be doing mostly NFL still for now. Um, as the NBA season gets going, we'll start giving you more and more NBA content. Um, so uh, as always, go to our social medias. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the Ma- Master of Mediocrity or uh, Mediocrity Pod, I'm pretty sure will show up. Uh, also, we have Patreon. If you go to patreon.com uh, and then you search the Master of Mediocrity, you can go on there and you can give us money to help pay for our SoundCloud fees so we can keep giving you this great podcast. Um, or at least mediocre podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am yeah. officially dumb broke. So any <laughs> contributions... <laughs> <laughs> would be greatly appreciated as i, I was, have zero income <laughs> i was thinking about this last time while i was taking a shower i was like you know you're broke when you keep just putting water in the soap the the liquid soap to keep using it over and over and over again until there's nothing possibly in there that's going to help clean you yeah it needs to be some sort of like a meme or like a something for that yeah man i don't even know how broke i am that's how broke i am <laughs> <laughs> you go to sleep because you're hungry. I have, but you go to sleep I have because sleep you're too for broke. dinner. Yeah, I have sleep for dinner. That's how broke I am right now. <laughs> oh man, sorry to hear that. It's all good. I'll get a job again. Then I won't talk- be broke. <laughs> Do you want to talk about how people can support you on uh, MrBallCaps.com? Yeah, support me there because that currently is my only source of income 
unless you donate to our Patreon, uh, go to MrBallCaps.com. Um, we have the greatest selection of that vintage hats, sporting apparel, just vintage goods uh, in general. Um, we will be doing a um, Black Friday pop-up sale. So if you are in the greater Rochester area, hit me up. Uh, we will have a whole bunch of stuff there. Uh, come check us out. We'll have, I'll give out a, a location time and all that stuff later on. Uh, but it most likely will be, um, Black Friday and then Saturday, uh, the following Saturday. Um, that is just my guess, but we'll see. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but yeah, so I'll come out with more information as that comes. But in the meantime, check out MrBallCaps.com. Um, if there's anything that you are interested that might not be on the site, let me know and I'll look for it. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Oh, use promo code TMOM at checkout, TMOM, all caps, at checkout for 15% off. All right. Turn it out it. there. Peace. Have a good night. Peace.